Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is The Major's Well. Hey Majors, welcome back to part two of my astrology chat with Cherry Bazaar. And I think the fifth house is so, um, is just such a perfectionist that to me it feels as though you're using this nurturing energy, this Virgo, let's plant our seeds and watch them grow Virgo energy, turning it into this kind of perfect, perfecting um, how we can become oh, yeah. how we can have this abundant Virgo energy. But you sit at 28 degrees, which, as I discussed a little bit earlier, the degrees from the moon often are gifts from the mother, but because you're the solo parent, you're the mages, wells, immaculate conceptor, <laughs> um, we're going to take it as a gift from you. 28 degrees is the household name degree that I was talking about that I found in my sun sign, in my birth chart. Okay. So... What I think is really interesting is that you're, you kind of created this thing to get this knowledge out there into other people's homes. So like moving mm. it into, you know, trying to make it something larger than itself. And so I mm. think it's really interesting that the moon, it's nurture core is kind of about we're we're creating this thing that's that's abundant and and hopefully uh in itself i say hopefully hopefully well designed and perfect so that we can then send that out to yes others as, a, as, a, as a package, as a package yeah. which to me is kind of this perfect virgo 28 degrees and fifth house kind of rolled wow. into one yeah, it's interesting the idea about nurturing and stuff like i think i think a lot of the world's problems today is based on the fact that we're so alienated from spirituality, yes. you know? And I think we're seeing the breakdown of these huge monolithic religions that have governed our lives for like hundreds, maybe even thousands in some cases of years. And I just think they're in decline and people are stepping away from them. And it's just like, what are we filling that with? Because I still think as human beings, we do need a connection to the divine and we do need to have this spirituality, but where, Definitely. where is it going? And I think if we've got that void, I think, yeah, I think it explains a lot about our systems and our hierarchies and the way the world's governed at the minute. And I think 
it's it's all interlinked. Like not to say that the world's problems are because people don't have spirituality, but it's a def- it's a nuance that's woven in into the into the greater picture, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I think spirituality is something that just helps give people direction or purpose. Because I think, you know, we've grown up in this very, well, not very, in a capitalist society that Mm. expects us to follow this one set doctrine, but it's not actually one that we were necessarily placed on this earth to do. And I think that sometimes people look at themselves and feel like they're failing when in actual fact, maybe they're just yeah. not designed for a system that kind of isn't even real, even though it, it is, but it's not, it's not real. And yeah. so I think spirituality can help bring people back to themselves to understand that all you have to do is exist. Like yeah. you don't have to be any more than that. <laughs> Yeah, we've got such squiffy ideas about, oh, well, you need to get the mortgage, you need to get married, you need to have the two kids. And yeah. breaking away from that is kind of terrifying. Yeah, um, yeah it is. But it doesn't fit everybody. No. You know, like when I, I remember when I moved to London, um, I, I kind of like threw my old life in the bin and was like, I'm moving to London and I'm going to model. And there was a little bit of backlash against it. And people were like, you're so stupid for leaving and but it's just like we're not all meant to live this no what no. what's the average what's that 2.4 lifestyle is it where it's the average uh, amount of kids i can't think of the same five so you're supposed to have two and a half children so i guess that's I right guess. and the sports yeah. car and the mortgage yeah, yeah. The, the it's just fans. like yeah it's it's just yeah and breaking it is and breaking out of that is quite hard and it's daunting but yeah it's just not for everybody that's the thing and i think it it can be it is like there are elements to it that can be really lovely like i think you know finding somebody that you love and having children and building a life together go for it like that's really oh yeah that's not really, to dismiss that no and, yeah. It, and yeah. it has it has value it has worth but at the same time my issues lie with us being told no that's what you're supposed to do with your life and yes. it doesn't necessarily the work for everybody that's it yeah, yeah. there's like there's yeah. one option actually there's a there's a few there, there, there are no rules <laughs> there's a handful there's a, yeah literally literally you can cherry pick whatever one you want like yeah do you want me to go into your mercury Maybe that's communication, right? Yes. That'd be interesting to to get to grips with that one. Yeah. What's Mercury saying? What we saying? So Mercury, yeah, planet of communication. So your Mercury sign is going to be how you uh, how you communicate. So most people's Mercury, if you're lucky, is in the same sign as your Sun. So it means that your personality structure is able to easily communicate. if it's in the same sign as your sun. But some people, like, I have sun Aries, Mercury, and Pisces. So it means that I communicate in a very different way than my brain works. So I... And now my hands are ascendant. So I come across as a lot more kind of, oh, this sounds fun. And I, I come across as a lot more airy-fairy, whereas in my head I'm very literal, direct, to the ABC. point ABC. But I don't know how to communicate that because my Mercury is Pisces. So I will always communicate in quite a dream, abstract abstract way. Yeah, exactly. And so sometimes I get frustrated because I feel as though I can't communicate what I'm trying. Well, I know I have in my head, but I can't get it out because I don't understand how to communicate Which which is really interesting, just as a little side note, that you've pursued art where you can communicate in a way that's not verbal and it can operate in a dreamlike way. Yeah, interesting. My art is much more honest than what I'm able to say. Verbalise. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, okay. And so, yeah, so if people are lucky, their Mercury will be in the same sign as their... Um, as their son purely for ease of communication Um, but then also if you have it in a different sign there are like there are positives to it like Aries is a brash sign Aquarius is also quite 
just cold and direct and so that I have my communicating house in a soft quite gentle placement means that you know I'm able to be a, 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 a gentler communicator rather than kind of coming in Rash. And yeah. all the time so there are yeah. there are gifts there's a gift and I think in every placement for everyone everywhere but yeah. you just have to kind of figure out what that that the angle, the take on it. Exactly. So the Mercury okay. of the Mage's Well is also in Capricorn at 27 degrees in the ninth house, which we also have a ninth house sun. So I think that that is... That is, that is very that good is for communication, I'm guessing. And it's, and it's mature with the degrees. Exactly. So your degrees at 24... Oh no, 27 degrees. Sorry, I was looking at something else. Mercury, Capricorn. <laughs> I have Mercury and Pisces, everyone. I feel like I just... <laughs> I just, I just pronounced this. So Mercury in Capricorn at 27 degrees, which is a Gemini degree, uh, and also in the ninth house. So we've got a few crossovers here. You've got your Sun in Capricorn, your Mercury, Capricorn, 27 degrees, uh on your Mercury Gemini, which is the same as your Ascendant. So you're going to be manifesting your communicative energy through the same way as your Sun, your personality construct, but you're also going to be, like, angling that through a Gemini lens. So the same as the way that you're trying to perform, the, the face, that the mask that you're wearing. Does this make mm. sense? So these it, things it are does, all being tested. And then the ninth house as well. So it's the same as the sun. So I think having it sitting at a Gemini angle for Mercury, because Mercury is rule, Mercury rules Gemini. So every, every sign has as well, yay, another, another layer of complexity, um, has a planet that is assigned to it. So mm -hmm. Gemini is mercurial, haha, is ruled by Mercury. So having okay. it sitting at a Gemini degree, amazing, because it's really fantastic communication. My brother yeah. has Mercury in Gem. I feel like I'm talking about his chart a lot, but he's got a really interesting chart. He has Mercury in Gemini, which amazing communication, but also he has it in retrograde. So if you're born, oh. yeah. So if you're born during the time of a retrograde, um, of any of the retrogrades, any planet can retrograde except the sun because it's a star um so any of the planets can ret <laughs> ha -ha. Uh, any of the planets can retrograde um and so when that happens like i have venus in retrograde so it usually will mean that you will have different abilities to other people uh with the same sign so people with mercury retrograde will often be the only people that can actually survive the mercury retrograde season with good communication like they can kind of break past oh, yeah they can okay. kind of break past the retrograde um so while the rest of us are fumbling about wondering how to you know swat our exes off and how to not sign important documents for a few weeks mercury retrograde babies are really good at um just continuing on like nothing's changed yeah so that's like just so strong for him having those three things it can put a bit of a damper on things um that can make it a little bit more complicated for somebody with the retrograde planet to communicate in that sign but um i tend to see unless it's venus retrograde so that's why i was born with venus retrograde that's a hard one but other than that having most planets retrograding is quite it's quite good. Um, okay. Yeah, I think. But there will be a lot of astrologers that won't agree with me. But, I mean, I'm the eternal optimist. So I, I see wonderful things in everything. I think there's a great way to get through everything. Mostly. Yeah. yeah, it's just your perception of it. Exactly. So you have this amazing trio for communication. Um, but also because the ninth house, as I was talking about with the sun, it's really about breaking down borders and, and looking at ways of thinking outside of yourself in order to teach 
So it's sort of as though, yeah. So you're trying to commute the what you're trying to communicate is lessons that go beyond ways of of traditional thought. So I think that's really really nice for where your Mercury's sitting. It is really interesting because I've never read, as I said, for an, like an entity before, and it just fits so perfectly. Basically, you have this perfect storm of communicating things beyond borders and and thought patterns that we've been taught for our entire lives oh, we're oh wow lives amazing with this perfect which, that's which, all i want to do it works wonderfully for the podcast i think amazing yeah so a lot of the times when you're reading for people the first thing they want to know about is venus and mars because that's kind of your sexy time planets um mm-hmm. i don't think that's really relevant for a podcast um I- I will, yeah, I mean, I can read it for you, but I will say a lot of people think um, that, yeah, it's kind of how you, how you, how you get dates and then how you, how you are in bed. I, yes and no. I think your Venus is more about how you attract and what you want in your life. So yes, that can be a partner, but that can also be a job. That can also it's, be- It's like, a manifester. Yeah, it's your manifester. Yeah. So Venus is how do I, how do I attain? How do I bring to me? Rather than yeah. it being, how do I flirt? Which is sort of how everybody um, diminishes it, I think. Yeah, yeah a bit surface level. level. Exactly. There are- okay. um, you know things about how you know you're looking for this in a person these traits if your venus is in that and xyz you can look at that but um yeah i tend to look at your your venus as being more how do i how do i draw things to me which if your venus is in something yes that is how you're gonna flirt flirt (laughs) technically but it's also how you're gonna go about um you know getting a raise or um, designing your house, or uh, planting a garden, or um, helping a, a foundation. I don't know. It, it's how you're going to draw in, attract anything in your life. Yeah, It's a planet of attraction in every sense of the word, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. And then Mars is, um, I think, more your... A lot of people would say your anger source, but I think it's how you how you fight back or how you how you handle anger, what where you put your anger, um, mm. or also your drive and your your kind of passionate energy. So that can be the same as going to the gym and going for a run, as it can be in bed or having a new project that you yeah. really want to get going how do you direct that but then also you're in an argument how do you respond in an argument that's going to be a mixture of your sun your moon your mercury and your mars but your mars is going to be the fuel, the fire that you're lighting the rest of them with so okay. they are they're interesting planets when you're looking at a person but i think when you're looking at a podcast Lynn. they're yeah. not necessarily um doing much because the podcast is kind of it's a mode of communication but to me it's a mercury dominant entity yeah, yeah. Entity. concept yeah. yeah we have these other things called uh part of fortunes north nodes uh and the mid heaven which and south mm-hmm. nodes as well which some people do find quite interesting because that's sort of about where you're karmically going to or the lessons that you have yeah. to learn in this life there's a podcast that I listen to about astrology and she talks about the midheaven quite a lot. If you could explain it a little bit, because I don't quite understand it. Like, what is the midheaven? So the midheaven will appear on your chart as either midheaven or XMC, which relates to milieu um, ciel. So like mid, literally midheaven in French. Um, mm. And so... Yeah, if you ever are what looking at your chart and thinking, well, there's nothing here that says midheaven, look for XMC and you'll find your midheaven. So okay. basically what it is, is it's supposed to be the soul's destiny in this lifetime. That does a lot of people say it's the what am I gonna do with my work in this lifetime? But I think we've discussed this before, but 
your job doesn't necessarily have to be your soul's destiny. Your destiny yeah. can yeah. be something yes. other than... Other exactly. Than, we're, we're trying to yeah. pair capitalism with a soul, and it's like... <sighs> I don't think it works out. Not not in every case, and not with everybody, but... Yeah, like, I don't think we're meant to make money off our soul's destiny for, for every person. You know, so. if, it, if it works out, know. wonderful. You can marry those two, like, happy days, but... That's the thing. I mean, I don't think yeah. they had McDonald's back in Babylon, so I don't think it was kind of really at the top of their, you know, no. their to-do list. Was... No. I... <laughs> yeah, it's a very it's a very modern interpretation that I think of destiny and capitalism. And... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not not valid. Ex- no, exactly. So you can kind of interpret it in whichever way you want. I'll use mine. I don't know what yours is. I'll use mine as an example. Um, so my midheaven is in Taurus. And it makes a lot of sense with what I do. Because even if I wasn't an artist for my career, I kind of, whenever I'm upset about something or just what I do for pleasure is I like to bake a cake. I like to make a painting. I like to do flowers. I I just, I like to make things, the things around me feel beautiful. And if anybody comes to my house, they'll see I'm down to like the forks have to exist in a certain, like nothing in my world can be uh, quote unquote normal. I I will search to the ends of the earth to find anything that fits kind of this vision. vision exactly and so a midheaven in Taurus makes a lot of sense because Taurus is really all about the home and beautifying the surroundings it's ruled by Venus it wants everything to be soft and luxurious and um and and delicious and sensual and all of these things and when I think about yes I'm lucky enough that I get to do what I do as my job but even if it wasn't, I would be doing it in my personal life just as my existence because it makes me feel at peace. Like if I'm ever stuck somewhere else, like if I'm staying in a hotel or with other people or things like that, and it just doesn't fit my world or my universe. I'm obviously, I'm an adult. I can put up with that. I'm not going to have a tantrum, but there's something that feels, yeah, I can can handle it, but you you feel displaced. Exactly. Which is why I think growing up, I wondered for so many years, why do I feel so, why do I feel like such an alien? And it wasn't until I sort of started having my own space to experiment with and do things with and being able to, you know, being a teenager and being able to, it sounds really weird, but like dress yourself because even as a child like your parents are still by you can still I would still wear my dress up costumes every day to the point where my parents would tell me you you have to stop like you can't go to the supermarket dress like that but then <laughs> I still would but it really wasn't until I got a little bit older and started realizing oh wait you can make everything in your life look like this that it then, yeah, my mentality just completely changed. And so to me, that's just all Taurus midheaven. So my soul was kind mm. of on some um, journey to to just, just make everything. make everything, Be- To make beautify everything. the world around yeah. you. Yeah, and it's yeah. to my aesthetic. Most people would look at my aesthetic and just think, oh my God. God, it's I, my retinas are burning. There's too much glitter. <laughs> Tone the pink down. Make it anything to make it stop. But for me, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's it's so, it's your vision. Exactly. So okay. yeah, whatever your midheaven lies in is how you're gonna want to design your life effectively. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. the podcasts is Capricorn. Cap Capricorn again. You have so wow. much Capricorn. Yes interesting okay yeah so capricorn um as i said a little bit earlier they're very their purpose is achieving at the highest level possible they like symbols of success so very often a person that has more capricorn ascendants than capricorns themselves but capricorn ascendants will they won't have like the flashy labels all over them but they will have maybe, I don't know, the Birkin or something that's really, really expensive, but kind of understated. So if you're in the know, 
you know that you had to work your your booty off to to have yeah. this yeah to, to achieve have, that yeah. okay. and so a capricorn is sort of the they're not flashy people but they like to be able to show off look what i've achieved look what yeah. level i'm at and so okay. if you're designing your you're kind of a capricorn midheaven you're gonna want to be designing your life to almost attain this level of success both in the way that others are regarding you so i think a capricorn midheaven would really want other people to be um celebratory of what they're how they've achieved recognition that's the word exactly so they're going to be really searching for that more so in their life uh a lot of sign there are internal signs and external signs i think this is not a written astrological fact but this is your vibe this is your turn this is all me this is me spitting here but there are signs that um want others to acknowledge the efforts that they've made and there's signs that just need their own um there are things to be going all right in their own sphere in order for them to be happy and comfortable they don't need that kind of external pat on the back and okay. Capricorn, so like a Taurus, Taurus Midheaven doesn't, I don't really need anybody else's um, acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the last thought, like whoever I end up with has to live next door so they can have their own decorating scheme because like, <laughs> just... They like, can get away from the pink glitter. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. Not Perfect. Like, and they'll probably, it'll probably, the wind will blow and, and through their windows will come in this iridescent <laughs> tinsel crap. But um, <laughs> but uh, in the same way that like a Leo Midheaven would really be needed, Leo Midheaven would really want to kind of develop this sort of star mysticism around them. Um, but a Capricorn Midheaven in the same way will basically be trying to create a life of influence. So where they where they're able to change people's thought patterns or just have people look up and rever them and see oh, look how much this person's achieved. Look at the discipline. And so I think as well, they definitely, they're not people, they're not people that want others to look at them and think, wow, they're doing really great, but really the Capricorn's sitting at home, like ordering pizza and watching like Netflix. They're actually up at five in the morning doing, they're doing the work. A Capricorn yeah. actually does the work. Yeah. And so a Capricorn Midheaven is really going to be so dedicated to whatever their cause is, but also there is this element within it that will like to be revered. So I guess if we look into the uh, chart dominance <laughs> that you've got, the very feminine uh, podcast, you have nine feminine signs and one masculine sign. So... So how are you assigning the masculinity and the femininity? What? So what it is, is each sign is either deemed masculine or feminine. Okay, so um, I'm guessing like the earth signs are all masculine, maybe the water signs are all feminine, or is it more interlaced? It's, inter- it's interlaced. It, does, it okay. does move around a little bit, but not, not much. Um, okay. And so if you have nine feminine signs it basically means that yeah you have uh nine nine planets that are female planets and one masculine planet so it gives it you know classically feminine feminine so you know whatever those boring binaries are that we're yes. yeah <laughs> of course if it's feminine it must be gentle and soft and yeah soft and, and really good yeah. at making pie and making sure the house is clean uh so and emotional so, and yeah, yeah, yeah communicative mage as well uh, if you'd like, if you want, if you want a good and prosperous marriage uh, <laughs> Yeah, and their 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 moons in the fifth house, wonderful. Exactly. So she's one of those housewives that you know really just wants to be a swinger, but you know, (laughs) if you notice a bowl of keys when you get home, just yeah, wow. Or the pampas grass. Pampas grass. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it. I think that became like a more well-known fact because of. what was it? My dad wrote a porno, that podcast. 
Because I love that I love so it much. Too. I love it's it. so funny. I nearly sawed off my arm once at work when I was listening to it because I was using a power mm. saw and I and I started laughing and I nearly lost my hand because it's so funny. But um, <laughs> that was a good that was a good wow. day. Yeah, I think I think there was something on that podcast about. Um, I haven't obviously listened to this episode, but about uh, pampas grass outside people's homes denoting that the inhabitants were swingers. Swingers. But this in the floristry world has been like a really well-known fact for a long time. And so I've just found it so funny because pampas grass is really trendy right now. So you go, you go to this, like look. Just the don't plant it outside your door. Honestly, like Harrods has got pampas grass like all over the front of it. And it, I, I get that it like looks kind of cool and it's sustainable, whatever. But all my brain can go to, I don't know if that's just because I'm a pervert, but like all my brain can go to is thinking like there's going to be a keys bowl What's happening? in the Egyptian well, staircase or something. Supposedly there are sex parties on the top of Harrods. It's quite, yeah, it's quite an aristocratic thing. Like, apparently, a lot of the royal family will go. It's quite a high society vibe. So, maybe the pampas grass is like a, like, haha. Oh that the public awesome. don't know. I've never heard of that. I'm totally awesome. I think. Totally is there a Harrods in Knightsbridge? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because I, I always get it mixed up with Harrods and Hamleys. Hamleys is the kids' Hamleys shop. Is the toy store on Street. There's no sex things happening in Hamleys. It's definitely Harrods. So, just to clarify, there's nothing sexy going on at Hamleys. It's just at Harry's. No, no, not the teddy bear factory. (laughs) The Harry Potter shop underground. (laughs) Get your wands out. How did we get onto Pampas Grass? I don't know, Wingardium Leviosa. Um, I'm not really sure how... Oh, um... Masculine and feminine. Masculine and feminine. Yeah, the housewife that swings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the podcast is nine nine feminine and one masculine. <laughs> wow, that segued. Uh, so, yes, uh, some people are, like, my chart is masculine dominant. Um, yeah, it doesn't, you know, I, I, I think that when you look at it, you're looking at really traditional um, ideas of gender binary. I don't know how long we'll keep the whole masculine and feminine aspects. Mm. I think that that might be something that our generation update. might start doing away with. I'm not sure. I just bring it up because it's it it shows up in the chart and people always wonder what it's on about. Um, yeah. But I do think it's a bit outdated. So, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, really. Yeah, yeah take it as you will. Yeah. And then there's also the cardinal, immutable, and fixed uh, elements. So the podcast is five card- has five cardinal signs. Four mutable signs and one fixed sign. So what okay. are they, you ask? Um, basically, cardinal energy. Uh, they're kind of cardinal signs are Aries, Capricorn, Libra, and Cancer. Did I say Cancer? Don't think so. They mark the seasons, right? The change of seasons. Exactly. Yes. yes. So exactly. Traditionally. They come from the Latin cardinalis, which means principle or pivotal. So, okay. um, yeah. And so they kind of are the starting of each new astrological cycle. Um, and they're often seen as it's kind of get up and go energy. They say like leadership energy, but I think what they mean by that more is uh, generators or like idea ideas people with the drive to get things going not necessarily the drive to get things finished which would be fixed sign energy um so you have a cardinal chart uh which uh is yes it's going to be very fresh almost like wands energy in the tarot if anybody uh reads tarot that's listening it's this yeah, very yeah. new light light the match. Like you've just lit a match. Passion like, oh, drive. Yeah. 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 That's your cardinal. But often Love because that. of that, they're quite um kind of they get very excited about things. And burn and out that, quickly. Yeah. Your cardinal friends will be the ones that um have about a hundred different projects on the go and finish like maybe two of them. 
Which I'm very cardinal because I'm like, oh, what about Cold that? Out. about this? And then 20 seconds later, I've discovered another thing and another thing and another thing. And so you really need a bit of um, you need balance, balance, balance. Yeah. Yes. To get, yeah. To get so, past the finish line. Exactly. So mutable signs uh, are Sagittarius, Pisces, Gemini, and Virgo. Um, they are often the best communicators, but they're very like chaotic. I find mutable signs. Okay. They're kind of that dreamy, movable, flexible water energy. They would be like cups energy if we're gonna attach it all to tarot. Um, okay. Yeah, they just. They're the people that are so open-minded, willing to look at things from all different perspectives. I mean, Gemini's and their Pisces is in their Sagittarius, Virgo. To me, these are all the signs that um, are not stuck in their ways. Like they're willing, I mean, other than Virgo's cleanliness, they've all kind of got something that is very much, they're very stuck in. But as a rule, when it comes to ideas and what they're able to take in and give out they're extremely flexible their ideas are like water they will okay. they will they're sponges they'll take in things from everywhere they're not set in stone about their ideas like they can be changed they, their opinions can be swayed which a cardinal okay. sign you can do that too a fixed sign you it can do it but good luck like it's going to take a really long time and it okay. has to be something that makes sense so we're a mutable sign. A cardinal sign just gets excited and will kind of change their mind. A mutable sign is just more open-minded and willing to give things a go. Okay. And then a fixed sign. These are our last ones. So these are Scorpio, <laughs> uh, Leo, Taurus, and Aquarius. They're set in their ways, but they're patient, um, which is a good quality, I think, to have. Yeah. And they'll like hold on really, really strongly to their goals for a very long time. They're steady. They don't really like change so much. Um, mm. Or, uh, you know, as I, the cardinal sign, would call the fixed sign uh, stubborn. But <laughs> I don't think the fixed sign would view it that way. I think um, they're the people that will f actually complete their goals because they have the they have both the drive but also the ability to see something from a to z whereas a cardinal will get you going and immutable will kind of fill in the book yeah. with all these you know their ability to get things moving so i guess you want like a good balance of all these different signs right do exactly exactly okay and so what signs does the podcast have then like what's what's it predominant in it's predominant in cardinal energy. So it's got five cardinal, four mutable, and one fixed. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think okay. works really well for it because already your sun is Capricorn. So you're already really strong and solid and able to see your goals through based off of your sun. But it makes you open to others' opinions and others' ideas and not so set in your ways that you can't divert from the path that you set out from. If you have that card... It gives a bit of flexibility. Card, exactly, it gives you flexibility. Nice little balance there then, like nice interplay between different energies. Yeah. So that's... I mean, I have a lot more on your birth chart, but because we're dealing with a podcast, not a person... I feel like that's mm, kind of everything we, yeah, we need to, we need to know these things. We don't need to know about the sex life of the mage as well. That can be put to one side. Fortunately not, though I yeah. have a few, few listeners that are a bit disappointed. <laughs> Maybe that could be a bonus episode at a later date. <laughs> Watch this space. Get me back on for that one. <laughs> <laughs> the saucy version. Love it. So I think we were talking a few days ago about how with the birth chart, you have structured astrology that, you know, it, it, it's, it's fact in a sense, whereas mm. you can predict things with astrology, but those sorts of translates are always speculative. Um, and so I look at them, but I tend to use tarot more as a divination source. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we talked about me pulling a few cards to see a little bit about what's going to happen over the next year. 
of the mages Absolutely. for the sweet little mages wells uh birthday present we're gonna like the fairy godmother that i am I <laughs> taking a look and so i was only gonna pull three cards but lucky podcast you had a jumper so you got four. Oh wow well we love extra little, little glutton so the first one that showed up was the six of wands which to me is quite uh quite a good sign that yeah. really jumped out so the six of wands for those that are not well learned in the art of tarot uh it's fire energy it's very passionate uh it's full of excitement and drive and often the six of wands to me is when you are in a situation where you're able to conquer uh and be the victor and whatever uh, it is that takes your takes your fancy. So when I see the six of wands, often I say to people, "You're whatever it is you're fighting for, you're gonna attain it. You're gonna win it. You're gonna achieve it." So I think any right. of these goals that you're setting out for the mages' wands are definitely going to. You're in a position now where you have the ability to manifest make them it. to make it happen. With this card, it's really the card of the the victor. I yeah. think uh, so. I think that's similar energy to a chariot. I was about to say that it's very similar to the chariot. Although I think with the chariot, it's um, the moment of action to to me to make the victory happen. Yeah, exactly. It's like where you you're rushing off to make it happen. Whereas when you see the six of wands, it's it's kind of a sense of. not foreboding but foreshadowing rather that um you have the you have the ability it's like a a reminder card like if you want this kind of like long term yeah you have the slow burner to achieve it which is strange because usually your major arcana cards like the chariot are your slow burners but there's something about six of wands to me that it feels less like an active card and more like a card that says if you you have all the tools in your kit, you just need to do it now. Yeah, and use them in the right way. Yeah. Okay, nice that that jumped out. We always will welcome that with warm arms, warm open arms. The next one I've got is the Knight of Pentacles. Okay. Uh, which I also really like, because the Knight of Pentacles, to me, is I usually see this when people get new job offers or offers coming to them in a, in a in a so pentacles is earth energy so it's usually related to uh finances to um the home anything that's so very physical something. yeah exactly physical Brick, bricks and mortar kind of vibe yeah 100 percent. so knight of pentacles more often than not it's it's uh, night energy comes from somebody else it's an invitation so very mm. often i see it yeah when people are um they have either a knight either has somebody that's in there to kind of oversee and protect but usually when i see knight of pentacles so the way that i read tarot just disclaimer is not necessarily the way that it's in uh books and whatnot so you so other listeners might have a completely different opinion on what different cards uh mean but i just go with my gut and go with what i've been reading for about 12 years now so i just kind of go with what i've seen over and over and patterns yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. often when i see knight of pentacles someone's receiving an offer uh from an outside source it's usually either work or home related so whether you're going to move like a new moving to a new home going to a new place which could be uh relevant uh to the founder of the mage as well it can also have to do with somebody else coming in to um help you with work, offer you a new source of income, anything like that. So it could, um, yeah, it could mean that Casper Mattresses or Audible is about to send you an email. (laughs) Or I'm also wondering, when I go home, I've asked my stepdad if he will take on editing for me. I'll teach him how to edit. It could be that, because that's going to make my workload less and I'm going to be able to do more with it and Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. It's it, entirely it linked to things like that. It, it's yeah. it's external, so it's somebody else offering you coming something in something. Yeah, yeah, in in a in the kind of monetary earthly sense. 
So keep an eye out for the Knight of Pentacles. Yes. And then you have Justice. There's the, you've got like four really good cards. Justice is interesting. To me, I always see her as the what you put in, you get out card. Yeah. So, so I yeah, just as I, I just as is a weird one to read for actually. Really I think. is. I think she's she's a she's a good read if you see her with lots like in a big big spread because you can yes. identify what context. she's talking about exactly. Yeah. But when you're just pulling cards and she jumps out, there's absolutely no context for her. She becomes a very difficult card to read. So yes. when I see her like that, I often think it's just the you know, you, you'll you get what you deserve, which could be good if you're doing the right thing and bad and yes. bad the wrong thing. So Absolutely. take that as you will. Uh, but if, you, you know, you've been putting in lots of effort and trying to get where you're going, I think very much these three cards that you've got are, you know, definitely it's, pointing, yeah, pointing mm-hmm. you in the direction of you have all, you have the ability and uh, maybe you just need a little bit of the weight lifted off your shoulders, and then we can get to where see. we can go. Uh, okay, interesting. And then the final card I pulled, which I really like this as a final card, is the Nine of Pentacles. Uh, so Oh wow, so, all quite earthy based then. So quite. earthy. But also, we're talking about a Capricorn, so oftentimes... Makes sense. Often, yeah, oftentimes in tarot, if people are... People are always really shocked if I'm reading for them. And I'm like, are you a water sign or a fire sign? And they're like, oh my god. And it's like, well, yeah, half your charts of wands or half your charts of water. Because the cards will read differently for every single person based off of how they need to be told or conveyed the information. Their message. Yeah. So if you're talking to an earth sign, they're not going to understand lots of wands because it's not in their nature. But if you cover yeah. it in... um. And in and pentacles cards, then you're explaining it to that you're speaking the language basically, um, yeah. and you can also see quite I see quite often um, people that maybe I've seen before where people I I've thought I was reading for like the first ten minutes about a job for somebody and then realized that they were actually asking me about a relationship, but it was because they were only really interested in this person for their financial background, and so they were viewing them as like a transaction. Yeah, an asset yeah. relationship. And so I was pulling lots of pentacles cards for it rather than like the cups cards that you usually get when you're talking about yeah, relationships. Would associate with relationships, yeah. 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 Wow. So it depends on the angle of the um, the question and how the person views the subject, yeah. Oh, yeah but um, yeah. yeah, your nine of pentacles, I often see this as the card of freelancers or being self-sustainable being able to work yeah. for yourself, not needing to rely on anybody else. Um, Perfect. Yeah. So, the, the, it's. I mean, it's a great... It's just confirmation, really. Yeah, it's a yeah. great just keep on going. Note. Yeah, exactly. It's a great note to yeah. end on. Because I think she, she kind of is this card. Sorry, all my cards have women printed on them, so that's why if I refer to any of the cards as the, the she's, it's a... <laughs> it's that but um yeah just it, it it's it's this it's the freedom to be able to do what you want with want your life because yeah. you know you're the, you're in the driver's seat how exciting the best place to be i think so. <laughs> unless you're me and you don't have a driver's license and then it's not well yeah me too but metaphorically speaking exactly we'll take exactly. it we'll take it oh my god wow well thank you Thank you so much for your time, Baba. Um, Where can people find you on the socials? I'm uh, kind of a hermit. I'm only on Instagram, and I am at Cherry Lazar. Cherry like the fruit. And then L-A-Z-A-R. And that's me there. And other than that, I'm invisible. So, yeah. Perfect. That's about it. (laughs) Elusive and mysterious. We love it. We love it amazing amazing well no thank you for your time like it was really interesting and it kind of hit the nail on the head in every way you know there was bits that you were saying that i was like yep completely relate to that completely can see that understand that yeah 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 no totally it is interesting because i'd never thought looking at something non-human that you still resonate resonate. yeah yeah it's worked yeah there we go 
There we go. Experiment completed. Yes. No, thank yes. you. Thank you so much for your time, Baba. My pleasure. And Majors, that's it. That is a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me? With your support, I can dedicate more time to the mage as well. You can financially support me through Patreon, where you'll gain access to more content and connect with the mage as well community. The link for this is in the episode description. If you're not keen on pledging money for whatever reason, but you still want to support, you can follow my Instagram at the mage as well. You could tell your friends and family about the show. You could post about the podcast. And most importantly, you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is really important. It really helps because it boosts the algorithm over on Apple Podcasts and it draws in new listeners and helps get the podcast out there. Please help me out. This is an independent podcast. It's just me researching, producing and editing. Anything you can do will help. If you own a business and would like to advertise on the show, please get in touch. The show's email is themajorswell at gmail.com. Special thanks to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. Peace out, witches, and I'll see you at the crossroads. (laughs) 